People say the Premier League is impossible to predict, but this podcast is here to help. We're working with InfoGold to take a look at the numbers for each and every one of the Premier League fixtures this season. If you're looking to find value in the markets, data can be the key. Welcome to Premier League Insights. Welcome along to Premier League Insights from Pinnacle.com and this is game week 33 and before we talk about the Premier League we must just give a special word to the league that never was, the European Super League. It was floated on Sunday, the news broke, it made you and I very busy people for well about 48 hours Jake and then it pretty much crumbled right in front of our very eyes what on earth was going on with that it was just stupid really really stupid um a lot of fans will be really disgruntled there'll be a lot of you listening to this who will be thinking why on earth do i support a club who wanted any part in that there may be some of you who support clubs in the championship or league one or lower down in the premier league thinking why on earth did they do that i don't know anybody really who thought it was a good idea uh jake what did you make of it because it was just ludicrous, in my opinion. First time that we've heard of this sort of idea. I think it was, it was mooted around ten years ago, where the you know the, this idea of a European Super League really was uh, being pushed. I know that the the preseason tournament that they have over in America and in various different countries is in essence a kind of European Super League, where the big clubs, Man United, play Real Madrid in preseason friendlies in massive stadiums in America, and that's effectively what they wanted to do, but um, on a much more a much bigger scale with obviously much more money um, available to play for but the the i think the main gripe that everyone has with it is the you know the a complete sort of they just they didn't take into any into account what the fans were after that the football pyramid in this country is is a sacred being in its sense, in its sense and everyone is supposed to look after everyone else because that ultimately is is the football business and we've we've seen with you know recent years we've seen Berry go out of business and how that's affected certain teams and certain um, leagues um, and then also the, the fact that it was a closed shop was just baffling. Um, I mean, what in, in particular, what have Arsenal and Tottenham done to warrant being in that group of elite, apart from being, you know, amongst the top 12 in the Deloitte Money League? Um, you know, you've got the likes of Ajax, who've won more European championships than either Arsenal and Spurs, and they've been in the Champions League semi-final more recently than the, the pair of them. Um, so really, really strange Um especially the, the way they announced it they just sort of dropped it on the on, on the tail and said right yeah. this is happening um uh, but yeah selfishly as a, as a Sheffield Wednesday fan I was sort of hoping it was going to happen and those six would get kicked out which would save my Sheffield Wednesday um from relegation to league one but no all in, in all honesty it, it was just a, a scandalous sort of proposition I'm glad it's fallen flat on its face um and ultimately it shows that that fans do have a real say in in what or can have a real say in what what clubs doing and, and you know let's not stop here because the rising ticket prices are, are another massive talking point that that needs to be sort of um, dealt with and and you know while the fans are using their voice let's use it for for more things like that and like you know kicking racism out of football those kind of things right. that, while we're on this bit of a you know wave if you like um let's continue that and, and really sort of take back control of of our football clubs yeah, and a lot of people were citing the German model as well, the 50% plus, uh, plus one model, which obviously works incredibly well. I think it'll take a lot of doing for that to happen, but there is <laughs> going to be reform. Tracy Crouch, former sports minister, is going to get involved in like a little bit of an inquiry to fan-led kind of ownership and that kind of thing. So it's all very positive, but this is the Premier League 
uh, Insights podcast. So we're, we're <laughs> For not now. Doing... I mean, give it another 10, 15 years. It might be <laughs> European Super League Insights if they have their way. But exactly with with a Leipzig, Crystal Palace, and uh, some titans <laughs> of European football involved in it. Uh, right. We're gonna before we do our streamlined approach to the, this week's upcoming games. We've got four to pick from. We'll do so many of the business from the remaining fixtures as well. We're just going to do the weekly trumpet blowing, but I think actually mm. there was some great picks from last week um, from all the games, actually not all bang on because there was a couple of surprise-ish results, Jake, but um, we'll start off. It will go through cr- chronologically. We kind of, I kind of half jokingly uh, floated the idea that there was going to be over 2.5 goals. It was at 2.05 in the Everton Tottenham game. Everything kind of pointed against that from your perspective. Uh, it was yeah, a two-all draw. Yeah. I'll take a little claim on that one. Uh, <laughs> Newcastle-West Ham, uh, we did speak in glowing terms about Jesse Lingard. Awesome again, to be fair. Uh, nine goals now in his last 10, but ultimately a Newcastle win. Um, so clinical, so, so clinical. Getting in good goal-scoring positions. You cited that as something that your stats were pointing towards and ultimately it bore some fruit. Uh, you did cite defensive weaknesses, um, and you actually tipped over two and a half goals as a sensible bet. And I went a step further again, jokingly, <laughs> mad, absolute madness. Referred it at the end of last week's podcast. Um, I said over 4.5 goals. So boom, shame I didn't have any money on it. Uh, I should have put my money where my mouth was, Jake. That should be a rule. You need to hold me to that each week on the Premier League inside. <laughs> I'm going to ask you to send bet slips on WhatsApp <laughs> as proof, yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, watch my bank account just absolutely drain itself. Um, obviously, we tip Wolves in the Blades game. Arsenal drew with Fulham. It was a tough won that really on everybody who had a bet. I think Jake, that game in particular. Um, United thumped Burnley. Uh, both teams to score though for you, Jake. Odds against. That was particularly pleasing. And Liverpool leads. Really good game of football. One all it finished. And you had handicap, I'm assuming. Yeah, pretty sure I had leads on side in that one, uh, whether it be plus 0.5 or just on the simple double chance. But um, yeah, that, that was, a, like I said, a cracking game of football. And, and it was going on in the midst of this sort of. Well, you know, whirlwind European Super League, um, you know, Shalit Shanti, the football players and fans coming up against it, you know, the Leeds players wearing shirts and, and left shirts for Liverpool players in the dressing room, which I thought was quite good. That was funny, yeah. Um, really getting under the, uh, a whining Jurgen Klopp up, which, yeah, we all love to see because he's a very passionate man. Um, but yeah, it was all in all good week and yeah, hats off to you for that over four and a half show. That was a cracker. Yeah, well, it doesn't happen very often. Let's see if we can get a few right this week then. <laughs> so we'll go into game week 33. Remember, as ever, you can go to Info Gold just to see what we're on about in terms of the XG stats. And also uh, Pinnacle.com, as ever, just to check the odds out, maybe if you're just sitting on the tube or wherever you are uh, as you listen to the pod, just to have a little flick through and uh, maybe pick, make a few picks and selections yourself. So we're going to go through the games this week. Like I said, four fixtures that we're going to focus and dial our attentions in on. Friday sees Arsenal hosting Everton at the Emirates, eight o'clock kickoff. Everton, Jake, won the reverse fixture in December, two goals to one. Uh, Everton, massive outsiders though for this game, which surprises me. Uh, two teams who can't really put a run of positive results together. Um, in terms of expected average goals scored and expected total match goals, uh, both sort of down on what info goal expects really so which way have you got this game going anything that catches your eye because we know that Mikel Arteta is targeting the Europa League 
He's made that abundantly clear. He really thinks that the Gunners have got a chance of that. So is that going to affect anything Premier League-wise? And are there any stats that kind of point towards them doing that? Yeah, this was a really difficult one for me to analyse because of what you said. You know, we don't know what Arsenal team is going to be put out. And they've got the first leg of the semi-final in, what, four days after this game against Villarreal, Unai Emery's Villarreal, which is, you know, makes that an even better clash. Um, But... Yeah, they've got injuries as well. I mean, Lacazette limped off last week. You've got Aubameyang, who's obviously struggling, recovering from malaria. Um, a couple of other key players, Martin Odegaard, who's out injured as well for this. David Luiz, um, who's who's still struggling. And Kieran Tierney's a doubt. So uh, it, it looks to be a depleted Arsenal team. But um, yeah, the last couple of weeks, while the results haven't stacked up, the performances have been really, really promising. And um, I know that there's a lot of people that were disappointed for Fulham when uh, Arsenal equalised very late on. I wasn't one of those because, uh, you know, just if you looked at the stats on Infogol, if you looked at the shot map, you would have seen that Arsenal created a hatful of chances uh, across the match, equating to around 2.9 expected goals. Fulham created 0.91 expected goals in the game, but 0.8 of that came from the penalty. So they had basically two shots other than a penalty. Um, that uh, So they didn't deserve anything from the game. And... Um, that backed up a really strong display against Sheffield United in which they also created plenty of chances yeah. and, and, and conceded very few. But the link between those two teams is that both in the relegation zone and Everton are slightly better than that and deserve a little bit more respect, especially if Arsenal have got these real serious injury issues and if there is a rotation in mind ahead of the, the Europe, Europa League because, let's face it, they're not going to finish in the top six of the Premier League. I think the gap now to Spurs is seven points. With you know what six games left, so it, it looks very unlikely that they're going to do that through the league, the Europa League. You've only got th- to win three matches effectively, and, and they're in the Champions League, which is a, an absolute bonus. So, absolutely eggs in that basket. Everton, while they are winless in five in the league, um, Europe, their your own your European hopes are hanging in the balance. Um, it, it wasn't. It's not a surprise to see them dip in form. You know, we spoke about it a few weeks mm-hmm. ago. Their expected numbers are really, really disappointing. They're 13th in our expected goals table, despite sitting obviously um, in the top eight. Um, and while their away form has actually been pre- promising, I think they've only lost a couple of games on the road. They've got a negative expected goals process when playing away from home. So they are being very fortunate with the results when traveling. Uh, they're not creating a lot of good chances. 1.3 expected goals for per game. And on average, they're allowing around 1.46 expected goals against per game. So it's a really difficult one to, to assess. I do think that with the injury issues that Arsenal have um, and the, the rotation, Everton, Dominic Calvert-Lewin might be back for this, which would be a huge positive for them. They were really good against Tottenham. I'll give them the due there. They um, they were really unfortunate not to get a win in that game. I mean, let's let's be honest. The two goals that they conceded were calamitous defending. Um, I think the second one in particular, where it was at Keane who hit the ball onto his defending partner and it fell to Kane. So, um, yeah, the the price of our Arsenal to win has drifted slightly. Uh, they were odds on yesterday. They're now even money. I still think we can attack that price, if I'm honest. I, I think that the everything that we've discussed about the injuries, um, Arsenal's home form's not been great this season either. The good performances have come against lesser teams. Everton are slightly better than the likes of Fulham and Sheffield United. So I'm landing on Everton plus 0.5 on the Asian handicap at 1.91. Um, so basically, Everton double chance, a draw or an Everton win would win as, make us money. The only way we lose is if Arsenal actually get the win, which I think is unlikely given everything that I've said. 
Absolutely. I, I'd, I'd be completely inclined to agree with you, um, particularly looking at the numbers and also it's value for money as well, that one, Jake, isn't it? So, yep, uh, pinnacle.com is where you can find the odds for that upon hearing that. Um, right, let's skirt past that one because it is quite difficult to assess as we've uh, discussed, actually. So, Saturday, the lunchtime kickoff is Liverpool against Newcastle. The info goal model predicts 67% chance of a win for Liverpool. There is a 14% chance that Newcastle, who are firing, will win. And the draw is a 19% chance. So Newcastle are along 11.01-0 to win. Could they derail Liverpool's top four bid, just like they did West Ham's last week? They seem to be the top four party poopers, Jake. Um, is that got any bearing? I mean, back-to-back wins have moved them clear of danger a little bit. They're probably going to be playing with a little bit more freedom. And, I mean, Liverpool, who really knows what to expect from them at the moment? I mean, look, they're going to have to have a bit of a push, aren't they? They're at the Champions League now. It didn't affect them really too much against Leeds. I know Leeds can be a good side on their day, and it was actually a really decent game that on Monday, like you said, despite everything that was going on. So um, where, 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 where are you looking here? Where's your, where's your money? I mean, Newcastle, long odds there. Really long odds to say that they're coming off the back of that good win last week. Yes, yeah, Newcastle are a big price. Um, there, there is a small bit of value in backing Newcastle at that price based on what the model's suggesting. So I wouldn't put anyone off backing them. They're a very dangerous team, as you've said, you know, especially with the likes of St. Maximan and Wilson fully fit. Um, they, they're playing in a much more expansive manner than they were at the start of the season, which again makes them extremely dangerous, but it also makes them vulnerable defensively because they will leave gaps for Liverpool. I just hope that they don't change their approach going to Anfield. Um, You know, yesterday year we've seen Steve Bruce set his team up in these kind of games just to try and avoid defeat, keep a nil-nil. They have the firepower to hurt what is a second-rate Liverpool defence. You know, let's make no mistakes about it. The numbers suggest that they're not as bad as what, um, you know, the amount of goals that they're conceding. Um, but they are still a patched up centre-half pairing um, and Newcastle can take advantage of that. But Liverpool, they're in must-win territory now. Um, I think it's very, it is crucial. Every game is going to be crucial now. There's six games left. They're only two points behind fourth. So they are banging the, in the race for, a, um, for that top four spot. And I wouldn't be at all surprised if they ended up finishing in there. But they are going to have to win, I, I would imagine, maybe five of the last six to have any chance because Leicester have got a bit of a gap on them already. Um, and while you know the, the home form, the Anfield hoodoo, uh, six straight defeats, wasn't it? Was was put to bed last time out against Aston Villa. While they have suffered so many defeats, the process at home's actually been fairly strong. One point eight five expected goals for one point two five expected goals against per game. So they have been out creating their opponents on a regular basis mm. when playing at Anfield, despite results going there, uh, not going their way. Um, Sometimes that can just happen, though, Jake, can't it? You, you see that with sides who actually do outperform their opponents and it just it just happens it just happens and it might it's like law of averages almost say that that can happen and and then you know the next thing they might go and win 10 in a row um you know with it a little bit more even in terms of chances created but um it's interesting one that's caught my eye here by the way is uh, draw no bet on pinnacle.com newcastle 8.75 Something that you'd be going for yourself? Could this be my magical random pick of the week? <laughs> it could, it could be. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm heading a little bit safer and slightly shorter odds, um, given that Newcastle are obviously firing on in attack. They've scored two goals in the last three matches. In all of the last three matches, averaged two point seven xG in that time. 
um, they've got enough to hurt this Liverpool team. But likewise, as I said, they do leave themselves a little bit more open. They've conceded um, you know, six times in that three-game span. Um, so I'm looking at both teams to score. Now, the Infocom model makes BTTS odds on. And you can get odds against for both teams to score in this game, which I thought was really, really interesting. Um, and that really does catch my eye as a, as a solid bet. Obviously, Liverpool far from solid themselves at the back. Newcastle firing an attack. And I, I just think this could be quite an entertaining game. I think Liverpool will win this one, 2-1. Um, but I think both teams to score is an absolute runner at, at odds against. Like the sound of that, you've heard it from Jake Oscarthorpe here on the Premier League Insights podcast. Um, okay, West Ham Chelsea is the half past five kickoff. Current odds: West Ham are four point four five. Draw is three point seven two. Chelsea one point eight zero six. That's on Pinnacle.com. Uh, Timo Werner and Hakim Ziyech showed their quality in that FA Cup semi final last week over Manchester City. This is a bit of a six pointer. In fact, it is a six-point. I hate that phrase, but it is. It's what all the pundits in the newspapers will be calling it. West Ham win and Chelsea might go all in on the Champions League. You might be forced to go all in on the Champions League. So it's difficult. And is there a bounce-back element to West Ham from last week? They're still shipping goals, though, aren't they? And you did point to that the previous week. And Chelsea, they play in that really stodgy way that actually might thwart some of the chances created that we've seen. Remarkable, because Lingard's been getting himself into some brilliant goal-scoring positions. That's backed up by the stats that you provided last week on the podcast. So is is this going to be the game where eventually Lingard is snuffed out? Uh, there's a chance of that, yes. Um, I think that, like you said, it's a massive game, this. This really is. It's West Ham season, this, um, in my opinion. If they... I think if they lose this, top four is um, is a really, really difficult proposition. Um, and top six would also be quite a stretch because, you know, for example, if Liverpool beat Newcastle earlier in the day, then they jump above West Ham um, and West Ham are all of a sudden on the outside looking in. So it's a really big game. Um, injuries are mounting as well. You think Declan Rice is out, Michael Antonio is still struggling. Key players there. Um, and yeah, they... they they, while they're scoring a lot of goals, you know, they've, they've got so many different ways of scoring the goals from set pieces. You know, you've got the runs of late runs of Suchek into the box. You've got counter-attacking goals that they can score. Um, but defensively, they've, you know, they've conceded two or more goals in four straight matches, which is, um, you know, a, a staggering amount. And while they have been really strong at home all season long, averaging, you know, 1.6 XG per game, conceding 1.3 expected goals against per game. They're playing a Chelsea team here that, that on their last Premier League outing at Crystal Palace really absolutely destroyed them. Um, I think they, they racked up nearly 3.4 expected goals in that game, scored four wow. times, which was very untushal like for, for Chelsea. You know, we're mm. used to seeing them be very defensively solid first and then struggling in attack, but they really did click in that game. And I think if they can find that kind of form here, this could be a long, long day for West Ham. Um, and and so I, I do think that Chelsea are a fair price at the current uh, around 1.86. But um, the bet I, I like is is over 2.5 goals. Um, it's currently available at 2.07. So I would be looking yeah. at overs at odds against. I think that's a really good play given you know everything we've discussed about West Ham's defence in particular. But you know they 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 have the. It wouldn't be a surprise for me to see them score. So um, yeah, over two and a half. But I am leaning towards a Chelsea win. Over well, I mean, West Ham to win on info goal is twenty five percent chance. Um, over three and a half goals with Pinnacle is three point three three zero, which I think is 
that might be something I'm going, you know, I love a goal, Jake. You know, I love a goal on this podcast. So I think yeah. um, I think I'll probably nail my colours to the mast on that one. Over three and a half goals at 3.3 with Pinnacle.com. Um, I think I think that's pretty much everything covered with that game. There's nothing else that leaps off. I mean, like you said, it's, it's a massive, massive game. Um, we'll look towards Sunday, which again is a big game, not particularly in, in terms of running for anything, but in terms of the history of the fixture. Leeds against Manchester United at two o'clock. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about Villa West Brom. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, that could be forming part of some of our any of the business. That, of course, is also on Sunday, uh, as is Wolves against Burnley. That's um, a classic. Yeah. Yeah, two classics there. Yeah, Villa Villa West Brom might actually be a bit spicy, um, just because of the nature of the fixture and West Brom, they seem to still have this belief that they can get themselves out of the mire. But uh, we'll talk about Leeds uh, versus Manchester United on Sunday first. The reverse fixture was 6-2 to Manchester United. You remember that? It was a bit of a baptism of fire. Welcome back to Old Trafford, lads, um, to Leeds United. Could have easily ended up about 10-5, that one. <laughs> it was ridiculous, that game. Uh, Leeds only play one way. We've discussed that for the last few weeks. They ain't going to change it, and they certainly ain't going to change it against Manchester United. Uh, the odds are obviously pointing towards um, Manchester United at 1.826 at pinnacle.com. A draw is at fours near enough, and uh, Leeds is 3.9. So you've got just about as much chance there. I have a suspicion what you're going to say is is perhaps something draw no bet or an Asian handicap or something. But I'll let you do the talking, Jake, because I might be completely wrong. Um, yeah, I found it really difficult to find a, um, a bet that I liked in this one because, um, you know, we, Leeds play such an attacking manner. We're expecting both teams to score realistically. That's a short price. Um, we're expecting over 2.5 goals as well, given how they've played recently. But I will just turn your attention to the uh, their, their last five matches, Leeds, in which they're unbeaten. <clears throat> None of the matches have gone over uh, 3.5 goals. Two of them have gone under 2.5 goals and they have played Chelsea, Liverpool and Manchester City and come away unbeaten with five points. So, um, you know, really, really impressive the way they're finishing the season. They're, you know, they're climbing into the top half now of, of the table. They've got probably got the sights a little bit higher, to be honest, um, uh, maybe finishing in eighth or ninth. But they're, they're a dangerous team. You know, we spoke about it, just, just the way they play. They're so dangerous. They play such a high press. Um, they play such gung-ho attacking football. Um, and, and they'll ultimately cause this Manchester United team problems. United unbeaten in 11 Premier League games. They've won the last five in the league. Um, and, you know, that's led to them closing the gap on Manchester City. But, yeah, it's looking a long shot that they're going to win the title. Defensively, they've improved. Um, they're more than capable of exploding in attack. We've seen that um, at times this season. At Spurs in that second half, where they just completely dominated, created chance after chance. The last 20 minutes against Burnley was the same, um, in which it was, you know, just soak up a bit of pressure and counter-attack. Um, and they head to Ellen Road unbeaten in 23 away games in the league, which is an astonishing record. Wow. Um, over a season unbeaten away from home. That's amazing. Um, they've not actually it, lost, they've not lost in the league in 12. It was uh, prizes. I mean, you know, if I'm asking. Yeah, Sheffield United, yeah. It was Sheffield United, yeah. <laughs> beat him at Old Trafford. Unbelievable. Uh, but yeah, that's an astonishing stat. That is amazing. 23 away. Wow. Yeah. 
Wow. It's staggering. It really is. It's, an, it's a massively impressive feat. And it just show, sort of shows you that United, in my opinion, anyway, are, are better playing away from home because there's more chance that they can counter-attack. And, you know, they've got the creativity now with Fernandes and Pogba to mm. pick apart those low, deep-line defences. We're seeing that more often. You've got the clinicalness of the likes of Greenwood. You've got the pacing behind of Rashford. There's a really nice blend there. Um, my only concern heading into this game is if, is if, given the top four is pretty much sewn up for United... Um, yeah, they're, they're 11 points clear now of, of fourth place and fifth place. So that's pretty much done and dusted. Will Ole Gunnar Solskjaer rest for their Europa League semi-final on Thursday and, and rotate? Um, and there's every chance that he will because they've got a deep enough squad, a big enough squad to, you know, if McTominay doesn't play, Fred can come in, etc. It's still going to be competitive if they rotate. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but the likes of Rashford's nursing an injury, will he rest him here and save him for that semi-final? Possibly, um, you know, we've seen Cavani's be more of, a, of an impact off the bench this season as opposed to a starting player. Um, will Pogba and Fernandez get rests in this game? Um, so there's a lot to think about, and I can't see Leeds winning this game. I think they'll give United a really, really good run for the money, but I do think that they could get a result, um, Leeds. And that for me, that's where the value is, is, is at in this one is just trying to get Leeds on side, really. Um, it, it's quite difficult the draw no bet angle it did appeal to me a little bit but you can get leads plus 0.5 so double chance uh at, at even money um for me I, I can see leads getting a 1-1 draw here or something like that um i would also potentially chance the under two and a half goals um which will probably be a, a fairly big price um given the you know the, the high scoring nature usually of leads um but yeah, I think it's gonna be. I don't think it's gonna be a six-two game. <laughs> I'll just say that. I think that Leeds have uh, have developed as the season have gone on. But uh, yeah, under two and a half is around two point five, which makes um, a bit of appeal. An outsider, if you really wanted a big price bet, would be Leeds uh, Manchester United to win from behind. If you can find that any bookmakers, obviously wow. they're, they're they're merchants now. At, you know, giving teams a head start before they turn it on, um, and. Yeah, that, that, that would be an outside bet. Also, maybe Manchester United to win by exactly one goal, if you can find that somewhere, would would, would also be in there for me. Um, I, I don't think that they'll get blown out like they did last time. Yeah. Um, and re- recent games against the, the so-called Big Six have been really good for Leeds. And um, as I said, they've shown developments in those games. In previous, you know, I think prior to the City, Liverpool, Chelsea games, they've conceded around three expected goals per game against the so-called or against last season's big six. So um, to win the XG battle against Liverpool, um, to limit Chelsea to under one expected goal and obviously fortunate against Manchester City, but it was a very defensively resolute display to some regards with 10 men. So I think that they, they are, they're getting it. They're getting better. They're getting players back fit. You know, they've been missing centre-halves for most of the season. They've been playing Luke Eiling there, who's a, a right back. So um, yeah, I think it's going to be competitive. Like I said, I, I, I'm really struggling to nail my colours to the mast on this one. But if I had to pick, um, then I would probably go with the... Uh, but oh, Yeah, Le- Leeds plus 0.5 on the Asian handicap. I know, I've, I know I've said about the United winning from behind. They're more long shots. But um, I think... I'm more. I'm more. I think it's more likely that Leeds will get a result than yeah. Manchester United coming from behind, just purely because of the way in which they play. Um, another real outside is look at shop shop prices. If you can get 12, 13 lead shots around even money, then I would definitely look at taking that because um, the last time that these two played at Old Trafford, I think Leeds had fifteen or sixteen shots, which is which astonishing. A, astonishing, yes, six-two yeah. defeat, isn't it? Really. Um, <laughs> 
and that's just that gung-ho way that Leeds United like to play under Marcelo Bielsa. That's a good shout. I'm right with you, actually, on the Leeds 0.5. I'm I'm all over that. And at Pinnacle, you can get that at 2.020. So I think that's well worth lumping on or having a look at. Certainly not lumping on. Of course, gamble responsible. <laughs> I'll be messaging you to see your bet slipping. <laughs> please don't. Please don't. <laughs> um, you know what? There might be a few nails to the mast. We'll see. I, it, we'll, we'll discuss that next week. Maybe. We'll see. Um, okay. Right. Any more info goal picks of the weekend? We'll run through the games quickly just um, for you to gather your thoughts, Jake. So, uh, Sheffield United, Brighton. I mean, it's an absolute no brainer for me to back Brighton in that game. Absolute no brainer. Like a true blade. Yeah. The thing is, said with, with a slight hair of pessimism but also just going on the chances created stats that you were on about Jake and if you're going to create chances why not against one of the leakiest defences that side that's already been relegated at the bottom of the Premier League and it's it's only an immeasurable that is going to I think have any sort of bearing on that game in terms of blades you know being in favour of Sheffield United in that yeah, game. Yeah, I um I quite I quite like Brighton to win to nil in that one. I think you can get that near 2 to 1 on most bookmakers. Um yeah, really good stat for you. Only Manchester City and Chelsea have got a better underlying process defensively than Brighton this season, which wow. is um, astonishing. It shows you that, I mean, you know, you only had to watch them the other night against Chelsea. Mm. The way in which they contained Chelsea um, was really impressive. And obviously, they're coming into this off the back of successive nil-nil draws with Everton and, and Chelsea, um, I think they'll be fancying their chances of keeping a clean sheet against what is a very blunt Blades. <laughs> nice. Good pun as well. I like that. Didn't go unnoticed on me. No flies on you, Jake. <laughs> um, the other games on Sunday, we've already touched on briefly. Wolves, Burnley, Villa, West Brom. Anything from that that catches your eye? I mean, it's very difficult to pick, isn't it? I mean, the one one is effectively um, a derby. It's a, a very intense rivalry is, is the Villa-West Brom. I mean, there's a bit of geographical nonsense there that I'll probably get in trouble for, for calling it a derby. Um, I know it is kind of technically one, but they hate all that stuff, don't they? Um, Wolves against Burnley again. Uh, two very kind of tepid sides that are just petering out into kind of just general nonsense this season, aren't they? And probably just looking towards next season, just getting the games out of the way. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, there's nothing really that jumps out at me from there. And actually, we record this on Thursday prior to Leicester's game uh, this evening. Uh, but Leicester in action on Monday against Crystal Palace. So, I mean, Leicester. You fancy Leicester, don't you there? Or uh, Yeah, mainly because Crystal Palace are um, rubbish. But um, <laughs> yeah, I... I Based on the prices, I don't think I'd be touching Leicester. They're around 1.44. I don't, I don't think I trust them enough to, to do a job on Crystal Palace. No. Um, but yeah, they, I quite like the overs in the in the Villa-West Brom game, over two right. and a half, around even money. Um, you know, we've seen West Brom obviously take the foot off the gas, uh, off the brake, if you like, and put it on the gas in recent mm. weeks, creating more chances. Um, you know, they've given themselves a small hope, but it is very much that. And I think they've probably got to win out from now to the end of the season to have any chance of staying up. Um, but they'll be going hell for leather. Villa, hopefully we'll have Grealish back at some point before the end of the season. We want to get him fit before the Euros. But um, yeah, I, I think they've got enough to create against an attack attack mind of West Brom team. Wolves-Burnley, uh, I'd throw maybe half a point or something like that on Wolves to win 1-0, correct score. Um, you know, Wolves are known for their binary football, really. So are Burnley. Um, but Burnley have gone a bit mad recent weeks. Um, yeah, Wolves have won the last two by a 1-0 scoreline. They look 
defensively solid once again. Um, and they're playing against a Burnley team that need a result. I think it'll suit Wolves to sit back and soak up a bit of pressure and counter-attack. So uh, I'd have a very, very small bet on Wolves to win 1-0, just as a, as a bit of an outsider. It's not a game, though, that, to be fair, I'll be stopping what I'm doing to uh, to watch, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> That's why they put it on so early on a, set, on a Sunday. <laughs> exactly, I'll still be in bed at that time. Um, Jake, thanks as ever. Jake Oscarthorpe from Info Goal. I think that rounds everything off, doesn't it? Um, unless there's anything else. Yeah, you're nodding away, so that's... Uh... Yeah, yeah, this, I think we've, we've covered everything quite well there. Um, yeah, hopefully there's going to be some... Good football played, some good goals and some uh, nice winning bets this weekend. But uh, Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading this uh, Premier League Insights Game Work uh, Week 33 podcast. You can find more about InfoGoal's model, like I said, at www.infogoal.net, pinnacle.com, and also follow us on Twitter, at Pinnacle. Like I say, great Twitter handle, that one. Remember, you can always uh, find out more just by scrolling back uh, through previous episodes on this feed, various different things. We'll probably have... Europa League preview podcast coming up, more Premier League Insights podcasts, and just remember to gamble responsibly.